Hi, it's Natalie Weiss, and you're listening to It's Showtime with Ryan and Jordana. Someone give me a chance and just watch me break through. I deserve to be seen. This dream feels way overdue. I was born to perform more than anyone knows. I am passion and guts. I want this and it shows. I have fought, I have cried. I've been broke, I've been bruised. Yet at the end of the day, this life is what I still choose. I am song, I am dance. All I need is a break. This is all that I am. Someone give me the chance. Welcome to a very special edition of It's Showtime. I'm Ryan Sutton. And I'm Jordana Weekly. We're back with an amazing show this week, although I'd like to think that all of our shows are amazing. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, Joe. Uh, yes, but this week is special because joining us is Natalie Weiss. Um, who is an amazing singer, has performed on and off Broadway, most recently in Emoji Land. Along with a whole host of other credits, including appearing on the soundtrack to one of the biggest movies of recent times. We opened our show this evening with I'm a Star, which was written by Scott Allen and was performed by our guest this evening, Natalie Weiss. And uh, Natalie, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, It is a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. It really is. Thank you very much. Um, Now, we always ask our guests this question and we get amazing stories. So can you tell us how it all started for you? So I started out out as a classically trained piano player. 
Um, my parents put me in piano lessons pretty early at like age four. Uh, so I started with music classes and I always wanted to be a famous pop star growing up. So I basically, the first concert I ever went to was Madonna at age five with the cone boobs. Very inappropriate. <laughs> uh, and then I saw Janet Jackson concert, Billy Joel. And I grew up listening to Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, the Bodyguard soundtrack. Um, and then I played sports growing up. So I sort of had to decide to give up some sports to take voice lessons. I took voice lessons much later in life. Um, I went to a performing arts high school half a day and then went to Penn State University for musical theater in Pennsylvania. And in college, I sort of started my coaching career for free, for lack of a better word, because I was sort of the resident, play this song for me. Um, we would go into practice rooms and all, you know, do sing-alongs. And because I played, I would offer to play and sort of give suggestions. So um, luckily after graduation, I didn't have to get a waitressing job. So that started my coaching career. But in college, my senior year of college, when I was performing a dream girl song at somebody's house, one of the freshmen was filming it on his phone, like an old flip phone. I don't even know. And then he was like commenting like, yes, girl. And then he put it on this thing called youtube.com in 2006. Well, we've actually got a clip of that, so uh, here it is. Yeah, mama. Yeah, girl. my days that is absolutely incredible oh. so that's what started it all for me that video is literally why I'm here today so everything happened because of the previous thing that happened it was all sort of unplanned so I got a lot of friend requests from that video because the Dreamgirls movie was coming out at the same time um, so what about American Idol am I right in thinking you were on American Idol a few years ago it's so funny to me because it's so not a part of the journey you know like if you about it. it it happened I didn't get anything out of it uh, to be honest except like now it's like a funny like throwback yeah. but it happened before everything that happened for me yeah. it was my sophomore year my second year of college so I took a year off I'm sorry I took a week off of school to go to Hollywood um and that happened I got sent home and then the rest is not connected so it's like so funny that I forget so we know you more so now as a theatre performer, but uh, what happened to the aspiration of being a pop star? Is it is it still there? Yeah, it's so funny. The pop star dream. Like, I wanted to be a pop star, and then I thought, I guess I'll study musical theatre because you can't go to school for pop stardom. But the pop stardom thing, like... Yeah. Yeah, it sort of transitioned. I love pop music, but I have no desire to do that anymore it's so funny like I just think like if I let's say I have some notoriety if I get like you know lovely comments if I get one comment I'm like off, off one bad comment I'm off the rail <laughs> and I just can't even imagine like Ariana Grande's life it must be tough definitely so after graduation uh, what was your first sort of professional 
performance? So I graduated in 2007, but the summer before I got my equity card. So um, it was a summer theater. So I did, I auditioned for a bunch of summer seasons and I got that entire season. So I did 42nd Street, Grease and Beauty and the Beast Oh wow! that summer. Then the next summer I got my, I got the season again. So I did that. So I already had a job lined up. And then the first job after was like lame is at a regional theater. And then I just auditioned after that. 2007, I booked my first big job, 2009. Yeah, so 2008 was a lot of concerts, just like, I'll say yes to everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it's incredible, absolutely incredible, your journey so far. Now, you also toured in Wicked as Cover Alphaba. So how, how was that? So I was cast as an immediate replacement for an injury leave. So I was cast as the understudy for Alphaba and the ensemble track, like the girl who, whatever. So unfortunately I didn't get to rehearse or go on for Alphaba because she was injured for 10 weeks and then she came back and it was a new tour. So then she started rehearsing. It was a very, very atypical situation. Um, so it was only for 10 weeks, but I got to perform Dancing Through Life every day, which was so fun. The trouble with schools is they always try to teach the wrong lesson. Believe me, I've been kicked out of enough of them to know. They want you to become less callow, less shallow. But I say, why invite stressing? Stop studying strife and learn to live. The unexamined life Dancing through life, skimming the surface Gliding where turf is smooth Life's more painless for the brainless Why think too hard when it's so soothing Dancing through life no need to tough it when you can slough it off as I do. Nothing matters, but knowing nothing matters. It's just life, so keep dancing through. Dancing through life, swaying and sweeping, and always keeping cool. Life is broadless. When you're thoughtless, those who don't try never look foolish. Dancing through life, mindless and careless, make sure you wear less trouble in life. Woes are fleeting, blows are glancing when you're dancing. Swankified place in town. That would be the Ozdas Ballroom. Sounds perfect. Let's go down to the Ozdas Ballroom. We'll meet there later tonight. We can dance till it lights. Find the prettiest girl. Give her a whirl. Right on down to the Ozdas Ballroom. Come on, follow me. You'll be happy to be there Dancing through life 
keep dancing through. Miss Galinda, I, I hope you'll save at least one dance for me. I'll be right there waiting all night. Oh, that's so kind. But you know what would be even kinder? See that tragically beautiful girl, the one in the chair. It seems so unfair. We should go on a spree, and not she. Gee, I know someone would be my hero if that someone were. Go invite her. Well, maybe I could invite her. Oh, Mick, really? You would do that for me? I would do anything for you, Miss Galinda. So. So I'll be picking you up around eight? After all. Now that we've met one another, it's, it's clear we deserve each other. We're perfect, so we're perfect together. Born to be forever, dancing through life. Oh, Alphaba, isn't it wonderful? Finally, for this one night, I'm about to have a fun night with this munchkin boy, Galinda found for me. And I only wish there were something I could do for her to repay her. Alphabacy, we deserve each other. And Galinda helped it come true. We deserve each other, me and Bach. Please, Alphaba, try to understand. I do. Listen, Nessa and I were talking about you just now. And I was just talking about you. I thought you might want to wear this hat to the party tonight. It's really a shark, don't you think? You know black is this year's pink. You deserve each other.
think you're wonderful And we deserve each other Don't you see this is our chance? We deserve each other Don't we, Bach? You know what? Let's dance What? From the original Broadway cast recording of Wicked, that was Dancing Through Life. So can you tell us about your Broadway career and, obviously we've mentioned Wicked, but you've also been on other tours as well. So 2009 was like when I was like quitting the business for the 80th time. My agents dropped me. I did decided I have no, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was like, I'm going to do my own solo show. So I did my first solo show in 2010. And then I was like, I have no confidence. Um... I guess I'll get into a musical theater class to maybe like sing in front of people and get feedback. And then I went to an audition like on a whim without an agent and booked um, Everyday Rapture. And then on my day off from Everyday Rapture, I was like, I guess I'll go to this Les Mis tour audition. And I, again, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So then I went and I was like a disaster. And then I thought I was auditioning for the cover of Fontaine and they called me like, we'd love for you to swing. And I was like, I literally was like, I have no desire to swing. My goodness, a swing. Okay, six months, six months max. And I did it for the entire time. Because when you're on the road and you figure out housing so far in advance, it's sort of just like your life. And so it was the most money I ever made on a job. Anyone will say the same thing. I mean, we were making so much money because of overages. Our tour was selling so well. So our pay scale was like on a low pay scale because of this new, um, it was like a new tour agreement. But because we were selling so well, we got more overage than any tour on the road. And all of my friends were unemployed. So I was like, I'm not going to leave this job. So I sort of like taught on the road and sort of made it my second job, honestly. I didn't get caught up in any drama. I was like, I'm doing the show tonight or I'm editing a video or I'm teaching at college, you know? And of course, being a swing is a massively demanding role. Definitely struggled with a lot of anxiety. I mean, I have anxiety, but it was pretty controlled. And then once I got the job, I think I was pretty calm when I first started and then started having really horrible anxiety. And it, I mean, it could have been maybe because the unknown of like, what role am I going on for? Do I don't want to mess up? You know, um, it's not a calming job. I have a friend who's been on the, um, in Aladdin for six years and she, I mean, it's just not calming. She's almost like grateful for quarantine. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Cause she like was so, she was so afraid to take a vacation cause she's so needed that it's like, Oh, vacation, you know, oh, I bet she is definitely. <laughs> And of course, um, yourself in quarantine, uh, you were in uh, Emoji Land before the theatres were forced to close. But what are you doing now to keep yourself busy? I mean, I've not, I have not been bored for one second. Like, I have been actually so busy. Incredible. Um, the good thing is I can teach on Zoom, which is great. I was, my world hasn't been rocked 100%. I have limited my amount of coachings because I find myself getting more tired mentally and vocally because... I'm repeating, hey, and then I'll repeat it four times because the delay sometimes. 
So I'm like, oh my God, that's why I'm getting tired. <laughs> um, so many video projects from my external hard drive I haven't edited yet. Um, makeup tutorials, you know. <laughs> uh, but I've just been like busy. And honestly, I just have like things I haven't caught up on in so long. It's been on my to-do list for two years, you know. Yeah, so there's, I suppose it's, it's a positive really to be able to finish all that off. And of course, um, some other projects you've been involved with uh, was, of course, your first album um, released maybe nine and a half years ago or so, I believe. It was. It was. Yes. 2011, January. Yeah. And how did that come about? Was it something you you brought on yourself? Uh, I sort of, yeah. I mean, like I had done a bunch of other people's recordings and I just wanted like my own little thing. I didn't know. I knew a couple resources. So like I had my music director who I met and who I still mostly work with now. I have met other producers and engineers since then. Um, just wanted to do covers. So I made like a list of a hundred songs and then narrowed it down. And then Jason Robert Brown actually wrote a song for it, which was awesome. And actually we, in 2010, we recorded two songs and I just texted him and I said, cause he wanted to release it. And they're really good recordings that nobody's heard from 10 years ago and I sound so much younger, but um, he was like, I was like, maybe you can release it in quarantine. He's like, maybe I will. So that's amazing working with Jason Robert Brown. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. To be honest, like an album, like I just did a, a part of stone cover music video and you know, a lot of the passion projects are so much time and money with no reward, but compliments, you know, like you feel really proud of it, but it's like, it's a write-off because you're not making any money from it, you know? You've got a good heart, but I know it changes A restless tide, untamable You came my way and I knew a storm could come too You'd lift me high or let me but I took your hand, promised I'd withstand any blaze you blew my way. Cause something inside it solidified and I knew I'd always You can build me up, you can tear me down, you can try but I'm unbreakable, you can do your best but I'll stand the test, you'll find that I'm unshakable, when the fires burnt, when the wind has blown, when the water's dry, you'll still find Say we're perfect 
Who do 
was Natalie Weiss and Lauren Allred with a cover of Jojo's I Am and before that was Natalie Weiss's cover of Heart of Stone from Six the Musical um, and me and Joe saw the video for that on YouTube and it was absolutely incredible and uh, your YouTube channel has recently hit 200,000 subscribers so congratulations. Thank you yeah I mean it, it's so crazy because it took a long time a lot of people that are viral are millions of subscribers and I'm viral in a certain community yeah. you know I'm not going to get recognized at a Mets game or a Yankees game I'm going to you know get recognized on 45th Street and Broadway so um, it's like a niche little thing but my most viewed video is the um, video of, with Gaten from Stranger Things. Oh, yes. And he was Gavroche in the Les Mis tour you were on. He was on has 4.5 million views. None of my other videos have that. But the, the more famous you get, hence Gaten, the more idiotic the comments get. It's truly astonishing. I mean, like, I have a field day with... there. It's on my channel. And I get notifications saying, the lady ruined it. The, it's the my favorite is the mom ruined it oh dear how rude <laughs> um also on your youtube channel are your breaking down the riffs videos which are amazing uh does exactly what it says on the tin it breaks down riffs of some seriously complex songs and um teaches them in a very unique way how did that start what how, what was the origin of that around 2012 when beyonce's halo came on the radio my friend, I was on the Les Mis tour, so I was a swing. And I was sort of uncreatively fulfilled, just kind of, you know, going on when people were sick or injured. And I was watching a lot of Netflix and teaching on the road. And my friend was like, how many notes are in this riff? So I counted the notes. And I said, tilt your head on the fifth note. She's like, that works. So I tested out this made-up method on my wardrobe supervisor. And she could do it, and she was not a singer at all. So I sort of knew it was like, 
riffing for dummies, pop singing for dummies. Um, and then again, I started a web series, Breaking Down the Riffs by accident. I thought I was gonna do one video of a bunch of things, had a friend with a good camera, didn't even know how to edit at, at that time. Um, and then I realized like when I left tour, I should learn how to edit. So I started editing my own videos, um, which is honestly most of my time now. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's like a side project, but it is part of the business. You know what I mean? It sort of all goes together. My number one is Instagram now. Cause I'm on Instagram all the time, but like YouTube is like, just not as for me prominent as it was. Well, there's just so many more options. And now TikTok. Oh gosh, don't do it. Don't do it. I almost cave like every other day and I'm like, Oh, I just don't have time. I just think I just wouldn't have any life if I went on TikTok. Yeah. No, of course, of course. So you also have videos from your masterclasses and your solo shows, which are amazing, by the way. And I've got to be, I've got to admit, I'm absolutely gutted. I missed your show last year in June. Um, do you plan on coming back to the UK or London? Oh, always. Always. I love to go back once a year. I would have been back already. It's just... Of course, yes. With uh, lockdown and everything, not really an option at the moment. And has that cost you any other um, appearances at masterclasses? Um, I had I had Miami and San Francisco planned um, that had to get cancelled. But no, I love to go to the UK once a year. I would be back already. I would live there. But I uh, can't right now. I mean, we love watching your masterclasses <laughs> because it's so exciting. Just seeing the change in the singers. Oh, I love that. I love seeing the change. And is it all like one-to-one or class? What sort of makeup is a, is a class for you? Um, yeah, I, I did an intensive. I did do a lot of privates. And then I do classes at like unis and stuff. And what sort of numbers will you do those classes for? Yeah, it depends on... I can do, you know, obviously like my riff circle stuff when I do like my big classes, I've done seven and 250. Like I can do it oh, with wow. whoever fits in a room. Wow. But when people get up and sing like individuals, I like everyone to have like a sufficient amount of time. So between 10 and 15 minutes per person. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear? Well, let that lonely feeling wash away Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand You can reach, reach out your hand And oh, someone will come running and I know they'll take you home even when the dark comes crashing through when you need a friend to carry you and when you're broken on the ground you will be found so let the sun come streaming in cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again lift your head and look 
That was You Will Be Found from uh, Dear Evan Hansen, the original Broadway cast recording. And uh, that features our guest today, Natalie Weiss, who is part of the virtual community. Now, can we ask you about The Greatest Showman, which is still so popular, it's unbelievable. But you were part of the workshop. So how was that? Yeah, I was part of it. I was the original two girls on the demo of Come Alive. So on the first, if I could find it, I had a solo on the first demo, but then it was cut. Um, so basically like the writers and I went to school together, not together, the writers and I went to Michigan and Penn state the same year. So we had a lot of mutual friends since 2004. So we've known each other forever. Um, then they wrote edges in, in college and we were like in touch and friendly and then they started getting popular. So I was doing demos for them in like 2010. Um, I sang pretty funny before anyone from Dogfight, like in the basement of Lincoln center. So when they call, they're, they're very loyal to like their singers. They're like, can you do this? Can you do this? Yeah. And wait, let me think what was first. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen demos, I feel like were happening at the same time as Greatest Showman. They're, they're, the, they're giving me all my residuals at the same time. <laughs> you know, two successes just happened to happen at the same time. Yeah. So when they call and they're like, are you free? There's a movie with you, Jackman. And we were like, eh, let me check my schedule. So you sort of like never ask about money. They're like the people that you're just like, you know, they're going to do good things. So there was, there were four of us in the beginning doing some demos of come alive. And then we just did every reading and we saw like the Jenny Lynn character change each time. So the song never enough. The first time we heard it was at the screening because we had heard two other songs in that slot. Wow, that, that is amazing. The opening number changed like five times and there were different writers for the entire movie. So they ended up just kind of becoming the only writers. Um, this Is Me was written later on. Yeah, so it was just like honestly incredible. It was just like, and that reading that day that's like on the internet was like, it was truly the room where it happened because I left being like that. I can't even explain because you're around the best singers. Like you're the worst singer in the room. You're just like around talent. And you know, the music never got old and we just knew it was going to be huge if it got greenlit. And then it did. And then like when it happened, it was bigger than we thought. And then of course you get to appear on the, on the soundtrack for the film. Uh, and so obviously within the songs on the film as well, which is amazing. Yeah, so that was exciting too. I think like a lot of us were like, oh darn, we wish we could have carried ropes in the back of the movie. But sometimes <laughs> you just get to do the album. And I think a lot of us really thought we were going to be in the film, at least in the side of the frame. But, you know, we were happy yeah, to be on the album. Of course. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, many people's dreams to have just appeared on the album of that film because they say the music is timeless it will be going on forever yeah i mean it's amazing it's amazing because hugh jackman he i mean he was refused so many times by big major film companies but it's amazing how he believed in it so much and i mean look at it now it's such a success it's unbelievable it's just incredible and he tried so many times and he's just literally the nicest person ever I would like walk into the green room and like grab a donut and he would be in a voice lesson on Skype or whatever. And I was like, Oh, sorry. He's like, no, come on. And I was like, he's just so nice. He made a, he made a video for my mom's surprise 60th and she lost her mind. And yeah, he's just the best. 
Aww. I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's absolutely amazing. And for, you know, the greenlit sessions, um, there's the two videos uh, from now on and This Is Me, you know, where Hugh Jackman and the cast of the show uh, are all singing in the room and then, you know, the camera pans around and yourself and other members of the ensemble are there. I mean, that is an incredible thing to to have, to keep. You know, you were literally as you say in the room where it happened it was it was honestly like it was so great is like i've been through so many positive and so many negative that i won't ever talk about publicly until except with friends that this was literally just like the room it was so incredible you can't you can't lie like you're not like lying about it well it looked electric it really did it was electric yes and like i mean I'm not going to tell you, like, I have videos on my phone saved from the day that are, like, from behind the um, from behind the music stand. But we were at that reading. They also had, like, slides that they would show of what the movie will look like. So it was just so cool to see, like, um, storyboarding of animation of what Hugh Jackman and whoever played the role would look like. It was crazy. I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter wind blow cold. A man learns who was there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Cause from that rubble, what remains can only be what's true. If all was lost, there's more I gained. Cause it led me back. and queens, the politicians praised my name, but those were someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of the man I became, for years and years I chased their cheers, a crazy speed of always needing more, but when I stopped and see you
And that was From Now On from the soundtrack of The Greatest Showman. Now, you've recently been performing in Emoji Land off Broadway. Do you think you will be heading back post lockdown? I have no idea. No, so our show is limited. So our show is actually closing a week later. Um, the funny thing is that the show was cut short by a week by a virus and our show was about a virus and a phone. So it was like the craziest art imitating life thing. Um, nobody knows what's happening in the future with anything, let alone Emoji Land. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, are there any dates or news we should be looking out for in the future for yourself, Natalie? Mm, no, I would just say check my socials because I'm, I'm going to be doing, hopefully, I was supposed to do a, a weekend intensive and it was cancelled so I'm, I'm hoping to try to just do it through zoom amazing amazing so before you go we always ask this to all of our guests um what would be your dream role now some people say this is a tough question but you know if you could have any role in any musical what would it be okay i have like five favorite i'd probably say jenna and waitress see i thought you were going to go in that when you made an announcement you brought the pie out and then you said no i'm only joking wasn't that great? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, time is getting the better of us. Um, Natalie, thank you so, so much for being part of the show this week. Thank you. Aww. Thank you so, so much for joining us, Natalie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and we wish you all the best um, for the future, which is incredible. Keep those YouTube episodes coming. Yes. Thank you so much. Everyone who's listened to this interview, you really need to get onto Instagram and to YouTube and start following Natalie Weiss. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Myself and Joe will be back same time, same place next week. A uh, huge thanks once again to you, Natalie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Stay safe. You too. And we both hope to speak to you again uh, very soon. Oh, thank you so much. And as it's uh, your dream role, we thought we'd play out this evening uh, with She Used To Be Mine uh, from the original Broadway cast recording of Waitress. It's not simple to say And most days I don't recognise me That these shoes and this apron That place and its patrons Have taken more than I gave them It's not easy to know I'm not anything Like I used to be Although it's true I was never Attention sweet center I still remember that girl She's imperfect But she tries she is good, but she lies She is hard on herself She is broken and won't ask for help She is messy, but she's kind She is lonely most of the time she is all of this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie. She is gone, but she used to be. Back door.
She is gone, but she used to be.